Hey, just a heads up. I'm recording at home this time, the first time, and the audio quality is maybe a little weird. I'm still working on it. This podcast is a work in progress again. So, apologies for my dust during construction. creates a clear distinction between the poet and the speaker of the poem, and this one does this beautifully. This wasn't the only reason, however. This poem captures a feeling that is familiar, I'm sure, to many of my students, feeling older, burdened, changed by time and responsibility. But it also has something good for everyone right now, something that I think we can relate to like that bit of feeling irrationally sick at the beginning and how different today feels compared with just a few days past. Here's that poem. On Turning Ten, Billy Collins. The whole idea of it makes me feel like I'm coming down with something, something worse than any stomach ache or the headaches I get from reading in bad light, a kind of measles of the spirit. A mumps of the psyche, a disfiguring chicken pox of the soul. You tell me it is too early to be looking back, but that is because you've forgotten the perfect simplicity of being one and the beautiful complexity introduced by two. But I can lie in my bed and remember every digit. At four, I was an Arabian wizard. I could make myself invisible by drinking a glass of milk a certain way. At seven, I was a soldier. At nine, a prince. But now I am mostly at the window watching the late afternoon light. Back then, it never fell so solemnly against the side of my treehouse. My bicycle never leaned against the garage as it does today. All the dark blue speed drained out of it. This is the beginning of sadness, I say to myself, as I walk through the universe in my sneakers. It is time to say goodbye to my imaginary friends. Time to turn the first big number. It seems only yesterday I used to believe there was nothing under my skin but light. If you cut me, I could shine. But now, when I fall upon the sidewalks of life, I skin my knees. I bleed. In reading this poem, one of my favorite catches is how old the speaker seems to feel. One student noted that it seems, quote, as if he had lived for ages, and that the speaker seems to have come to terms with his age. This is a tremendous irony for most readers of this poem for exactly this reason. Both my students and I are aware that this speaker is only 10 years old. Feeling old when there was so much life ahead of him feels almost silly to us, but It is totally authentic to the reader, or at least it comes through that way, I suppose. 
I find this kind of earnestness absolutely delightful. The poem itself isn't always delightful, however, from the perspective of the speaker. Multiple students note how fondly they seem to look back on their imaginative youth, when he was a, quote, figure who has bravery and strength, and when life was magical. Students regularly identify a mournful, sad, and disappointed tone presented by a young man who feels as though he has already lost so much of himself and may continue to do so as responsibilities stack up. Aside from the imaginative nature of his youth, students described his single-digit years as comfortable and simple, and I think this captures an essential element of the poem and this speaker's childhood, maybe childhood itself. It isn't just that the speaker had no responsibility and is now accruing them like bank loans, chores. Rather, it is more that his view of the world didn't recognize nearly all of the existing complexities. A great example for one of my students is that he imagines just one year ago that he was a prince, a royal figure of leisure and power, but the speaker didn't see the complexities of that royal position from social engagements to expectations for behavior and governmental entanglement. On Turning Ten is a poem rich with many images, and my students consistently relied on them for their analysis, but I was surprised to find that very few actually discussed those found in the last stanza, where this speaker juxtaposes an inner light that used to shine through their very skin to the blood that seeps from skin knees as a young man of ten. Everyone bleeds. But who emits light from their very body, something near enough to heavenly that we regularly see shafts of light in film and art as representative of the voice or grace of God? This last line is, to my ear, the most sad. It isn't enough that the boy has lost a sense of wonder and imagination. He seems no longer to believe himself special, maybe. Just another body that can hurt. Here's hoping that turning 11 goes maybe a little better for him. Now, our next poem is Days by Tony Milton. I'm selecting this poem to again correspond to our magic word of the week, which is shift. When I was looking through the responses to On Turning 10, I noticed that students tended to speak about the poem as though it was monolithic, just one big thing expressing one big idea from the perspective of one big speaker, but poems are rarely a solid slab of meaning. They rely on change. Nearly all poems have at least one poetic shift, which we've discussed in class. This is where the poem makes a significant change in the composition or expression of ideas. In the case of today's poem, Days, the poet is comparing the days that were to the days that now are, the past to the new present. Actually, this is right on theme with last week's poem in this regard, I suppose. Note, by the way, that I said the poet is making this comparison. Last week we focused on the speaker, but if you pay close attention, you'll notice that this poem actually has multiple speakers, rather than a single speaker, like last week's poem. So, as we read the poem, think about what this shift is doing to create meaning, and maybe identify those speakers, talk about them distinctly. Here's the poem, Days, by Tony Milton. Old day, gold day, where did you go? Over the skyline, 
sinking low into the arms of the waiting night to nestle myself in its dark delight. New day, blue day, what will you bring? Light in the sky and a song to sing. Sun bobs brightly up with the dawn, spreading warmth as the day is born. Students, be sure to use the word shift in your responses when you describe major changes from one element to another, but you must still identify the poet by name. Remember to complete your paragraph-length response by Wednesday, April 8th, and two replies to the responses of your peers by the Friday that ends the week. If you enjoy this podcast, have suggestions, or would like me to direct an eye toward a particular poem or poetic device, leave a comment on lineteachers.com. The content of this podcast is used as a companion to our online class instructional activities, and ownership of these texts remain with their stated authors. Thank you for joining me for episode 21 of this podcast.